0: Hello and welcome to the annual Thick B1G Ryan crossover pod. Uh, we are here to talk about Ohio State Michigan. Uh, this is appearing in your feeds for both Flipping the Field and High Street freaks. Uh, you probably heard some cool music if Patrick's doing this and nothing if Kevin's doing it. Love you, Kevin. Um, <laughs> uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, Dan, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, dude, I'm I'm doing great. It's uh, been a really
1: normal, uh, normal couple of weeks of uh, football discourse. Um, yeah, extremely bizarre. Extremely bizarre lead up to the game this year, obviously. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, I'm sure, only talk about the game during this podcast and absolutely nothing else.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, I am going to hit you with something that, that dropped as we started to record. I just want to get your live reaction to this quote from Jim Harbaugh, if you don't mind. Um, this is a real quote. I am not fucking with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> during his podcast is from Tom Van Heren. uh, Jim Harbaugh says, despite the outside noise, his locker room is one piece. He says he likes his locker room. Like he likes his mom's bathing suits. One piece. Oh yeah. I mean, look,
1: we've, we've known for a long time that Jim Harbaugh is um, an anime enthusiast. Uh, Obviously this is a, this is a reference to famous anime, one piece. Um, That's all I know about one piece. So I don't have any, any further to go into that, uh, that joke. Uh, no, I mean, that's a really normal quote. Um, that's, that's <laughs> obviously not completely insane. Uh, I don't know, man, he's, uh, he, he loves to have little quotes like that. I feel like that is that is a psyop to get you to forget about, you know, what's actually going on. Like, I feel like if yeah. we get, he's really kicked the um, the lovable quote machine into overdrive over the past couple of weeks. Uh, that's the thing that he does when Michigan gets in trouble is kind of like do a weird quote about like you know chickens being nervous birds or whatever, um, and he's been really going for it uh, the past couple of weeks, which I appreciate. He's doing his part to to you know provide a smokescreen.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I was just kind of laughing at it first, and then I got pissed when I saw the follow-up tweet saying it's apparently a line from, um, well, what's the fucking, um, what's the annoying show everyone hates, um, uh, Ted Lasso. Um, it's apparently a Ted Lasso line he's doing. Um, that made me actually mad. <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel like that, that probably made you more mad than anything
1: about the actual sign-stealing uh, investigation, right? Like, you really, you are, you are one of the foremost Ted Lasso haters in America. Um, yeah, it really bothers me. Yeah, you, your ability to hate things that are just totally innocuous and inoffensive are are, are really,
0: <laughs>
1: really, you are an unparalleled hater. I can't even get it in myself. Like, Ted Lasso annoys me a little bit, but I watched a couple episodes. And I'm like, this is fine. And you just, no, yeah. you hate it.
0: <laughs> My buddy Denny had a quote once that, that I always share where he said, um, you know, being a hater is actually one of the best ways to get joy out of life because if, it, it allows you to find enjoyment from things that otherwise just piss you off. And if you're good at being a hater, you can squeeze joy out of basically anything, including the most odious <laughs> things on earth. And I was like, damn, that's so real dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, look. Okay, so we're going to talk about a little bit about the side ceiling, mostly about the game. Um, Before we do that, we got to do some site business. Um, If you guys are a first time listener, Dan's bringing you here from the Michigan side. Um, Look, first of all, I'm normal. Um, (laughs) Second of all, uh, I own and operate a website called meetatmidfield.com. We are a college football website. We started off as based around the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. We have since broadened our focus to national college football. We still have a massive presence for Ohio State and Michigan fans on there, and this is, of course, one of the biggest weeks of the year for us. Um, you're listening to either the Flipping the Field or High Street Freaks podcast. We do premium episodes, two of them weekly on these feeds. Um, we have premium articles every single week. There's Actually, we posted a free one today if you want to sample what that looks like. Uh, I do a weekly column called The Hangover, the Sunday Hangover, the Monday Hangover, depending on either my actual hangover or how busy the week was. Uh, <laughs> that basically <laughs> recaps the week that was. Um, Patrick Mayhorn, my my uh, co-host, co-owner, uh, writes Scheme Standouts Weekly. He writes a weekly uh, watch list column. Uh, we have Kevin Harris doing Ohio State coverage, Taylor Fulton doing Michigan coverage. Uh, I think we truly have the best message board in college football. Uh, it is an incredible community. Um, we've done some reporting on the side feeling stuff, which is a little bit unusual for us. We're not. I'm not going to tell you we're going to be breaking news every week, uh, but we do have, I think, some of the best analysis and conversation and just some of the funniest people. Um, on college football, talking about uh, talking about the sport, uh, I think it is a great, great place to be. Dan, I know you spent a lot of time on there too. Um, if you want to talk about it a bit, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it's uh,
1: it's a great site. If you uh, if you're a Michigan fan that just kind of wants wants to get like yelled at and berated, um, no, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's it's I, I will I will be totally genuine here um, as someone who's not financially uh, connected to the site in any way. Uh, because Ryan refuses to pay me, uh, is that it is it is genuinely a great message board. Like, most message board um, content either way on this has been just, like, absolutely dog shit stupid. Um, even the stuff that ends up being right is just... It's, like, completely fantastical, and uh, whether, whether it's the Michigan side making up just complete wish casting about, like, you know binders of dirt that Michigan's going to drop or whether it's the Ohio state side, um, accusing various Michigan coaches of, uh, sex crimes.
0: Um, yeah. it's been really, or really, treason. Been, or yeah. Treason, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: which, which Ryan certainly hasn't done any of, um, is uh, it, it's been, you know, really, really just like mind numbingly bad. And our message board has had some of like the absolute, um, just like most straightforward analysis in, in terms of, you know, like what makes sense. And, uh, just like, we have like, a bizarre amount of people that are like experts in, in various fields. Um, And it's been, it's been super, super enlightening. Like I've had a great time on there, even though like it should tell you how good of a message board it is that this has been pretty much like the worst time um, in the past couple of years to be a Michigan fan. And I've been having a good time on these message boards uh, for the most part. Um, And yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Can't recommend it enough.
0: Yeah. Thanks man. And look, if you guys have not tried out the site before, thinking about joining, um, we have a disc two discount codes for you. Um, discount code the game T-H-E-G-A-M-E, all one word, will get you $5 for just for your first month. Um, that first month is just $5. bucks. we are going to come hang out and check it out for the game uh, and the weeks following with the Copper championship weekends and the start of the playoff, everything else. Um, and there's also code NOV25, which gets you 50% off a semi-annual or annual membership, which means you can get six months of the board uh, for just 33 bucks, which is a, a pretty crazy deal. Uh, I think over a full year of $55, um, which is a a great deal and something to come join and come hang out with us. Uh, people are loving it on there. The board has grown a lot over the over the past year, and uh, continues to grow in a great way. We are really, really part of the community we have. I think we are, like, walking a narrow path between, you know, one side of college football. You have, like, the message board freaks you talked about who are, you know, posting, like, Ryan Day's home address on both Ohio State and Michigan sports now, which is kind of funny uh and you also have the other side which is like oh you know our college football people like hey buckeye bros as long as we both play hard it's going to be a great game and uh i hate both of those things deeply and finding the difference between the two of them was i think what we've always aimed for and uh it's really awesome seeing the community that that we want to have really growing and and, um taking on a life of its own so we'd love to have you join us again that's code uh, the game all one word for five dollars for your first month or code uh, NOV25 for 50% off a semi annual membership. We'd love to have you come join us, check out the premium podcast, uh, premium articles, the message board, all that great stuff. Um, Dan, we have got football to talk about. Um, we also have signs to talk about. Um, it's been a relatively quiet week this week since the Saturday games. We, we learned Chris Partridge was dismissed on was Thursday or Friday. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Friday. Friday. Uh, but since then, things have been kind of all quiet on the home front. Jim Harbaugh accepted his suspension; he'll be out for the rest of the regular season. Um, you know, things are, I think, are probably going to not not much is going to happen this week. I, I guess I've thought that before, though, and they continue to happen, so we'll see. But <laughs> it seems like everyone's focus, including the Big Ten, is turning towards the game itself. Um, I guess just, I know it's a very broad question, but like, where's your at all stuff over the development since you and I spoke about it when it started? Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I I kind of am in weirdly like,
1: I guess the, la- the the next few to drop, right? Like, I, I I guess when when the Chris Partridge news first came off came out, I'm like, okay, this is where they've got coaches dead to rights, like knowing about the scheme. Um, and I thought that I I I thought like, you know, hey, this is where we're gonna start to see heads roll, uh, which I've been expecting for a while, and I think I still do expect. Um, however, it does seem like there's some level of like ambiguity about like whether Chris Partridge was implicated in the scheme or whether he was just trying to like he was advising players not to you know what to say and what not to say about you know Connor Stallions to the NCAA. Um, Michigan's official reason for firing was firing him was that he, uh, you know, was basically advising players what to say, and they found out yeah, because so the, players, the players, yeah, yeah, the players told him. Um, which doesn't explicitly Im- imply that he was, like, involved in Connor Stallion's scheme. Now, I believe he was, but it seems like, I guess the important point is, they didn't find anything on his phone or computer that was like, oh, yeah, red-handed, he's done, because of, you know, him, like, knowing about what Connor Stallion's was doing. Um, so I guess the shoe that we're still waiting to drop is, like, whether they can tie this to any um, assistant coaches and coordinators. Uh and at this point you know like i'm expecting that to come out not because i have any inside info but just because like it it feels like it's impossible that it won't um, and at that point like i don't know you're pretty much waiting on the ncaa to do something i it feels late for the big 10 to do anything else um, just timing wise like i don't I, I don't know they only have two more games potentially that would actually be under their jurisdiction yeah. um so you know it feels like it's kind of the ncaa and i weirdly like i don't doubt that the NCA will eventually bring down the hammer on this to the extent that they can. Um I guess I just uh, if I'm being honest, and I know this sounds like coping. Uh I don't care that much like just because I think like if they if they were to vacate wins that would suck, but I wouldn't really care if I'm being honest. And if they gave Harbaugh a show cause, like I think Harbaugh's probably gone to the NFL if he gets the ch- the chance anyway. Um And if they gave, like, the coordinators show causes, uh, I'm not thrilled with how Sharon Moore's coaching right now. So um, I think it's, like, I don't know. I think there's, like, limited things. I think, it, it, like, you know, we'll find out more, and it'll probably suck. Uh, But at the end of the day, like, the NCAA will come down with their punishment, and, and there'll be, like, some level of litigation. And then we'll, you know, the program will move on. Like, I'm not worried about, like, this ending the program, because I don't really feel like the NCAA has the ability to, like, do that anymore.
0: Yeah, I think, like, ending the program, certainly not. But, I mean, like, I, don't, I think we differ on, like, the level of punishment. Coming in A, I from have I civil think me, you, and Pat have talked about this, like, both in text and in that one podcast for the last several weeks. And I guess my stance is, like, everyone's kind of banking that on, like, the recruiting violations that have come from different programs over the years and, you know, like, the Kansas Bill Self stuff. And I get all of that. I guess I just think that, like, there's no appetite for punishing illegal recruiting because everyone's kind of... Like the, the mystification of it from the early two thousands is gone. Right. Like everyone now understands and mm-hmm. fully believes that, and also it's a you're allowed to pay players. Like I think there's no there's no real juice for anything around like recruiting punishments or player compensation punishments. I guess I just think this is like the one area within Civil A undeniably has jurisdiction, which is like, you know, competitive balance and games in the field. Um so I'm curious to see how that plays out over the next few weeks and months. Um I think I agree though. I think like I'm pretty surprised if anything came out on the coordinators or the assistant coaches this week for Michigan. Um, I think the Big Ten's probably gonna chill out and, and let the NCAA kind of do whatever they're gonna do from here. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we're probably done with punishments this season for Michigan, and the rest of it's gonna come, you know, when the NCAA finishes their their role. Um, for sure. And and I want to be
1: clear, like, I don't di- I don't disagree with you. I think, like, anyone trying to be like, oh, the NCAA doesn't do anything, I still would, like, lean that way just so I think they're losers. Like, I just – not that they shouldn't <laughs> yeah. punish Michigan. I just fundamentally think they're losers that, like, are so scared of getting sued for any reason that I don't. But, like, I could totally see them saying, like, no, this is different. We're going to fuck them up. I, I just don't, like – I do think, like, the worst, the worst thing the NCAA could do just doesn't, like, truly, truly scare me as much as if this was, like, 2010.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. And I think that's like, I mean, ultimately everyone's speculating, right? We've never seen anything <laughs> like this in modern college sports. There, I, like, I don't know what the comparison is, right? Like you can draw comparisons to like the Patriot scandal, uh, you know, of the 2000s with, with Spygate or like the Astros scandal, the 2010s. Um, I don't know what they called that one. What's the name for that? Was it also uh, signed the, the Astros? I think they yeah. just called it like
1: the uh, the Astro Stein, Stein Stein stealing scandal. I don't think we ever like got a catchy name yeah. for that.
0: Not a good name, huh? We're gonna work on that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to draw context because we don't have any. Like there's no every other previous like thing around throwing games or something like that. And that's not much anything that like, that impacted actual game results previously. Was related to gambling, and that's and mm-hmm. there are rumors of that, but I I'm doubtful of them. Like that stuff that's from message board guys. No one legitimate has reported that. Uh, and it wouldn't really make sense that, in the
1: context no,
0: of all of this. I I agree. It wouldn't. I I mean, yeah. I I don't I don't buy it either. But without a gambling element, like we have no context what this looks like. And I think any previous gambling stuff was mostly like criminal for the FBI around players, not necessarily around coaches. Um, there's just no context for what this would look like, what it would mean. So we're all speculating. Uh, I do think vacated wins and show causes happen. Um, I think possibly a postseason ban for like the next year or two, um, maybe scholarship productions, but we just don't know. We just do not know. Um, it is guessing at this point. Um, I don't know. man. I I feel like that's where we're all at with it. It's like, unless you believe the big 10 is going to drop something new this week, which, I will say, like, the report – it was really funny seeing the two different statements from uh, Michigan and the Big Ten come out, like, in real time. Uh, <laughs> where Michigan, was like, well, they're done, guys. Don't worry about it. The Big Ten's like, well, that's not really what we said. It <laughs> was, <laughs> was yeah. kind of amusing, just uh, just different PR angles. But, yeah, I think the Big Ten's probably done for this week. I, I don't think there's anything new coming out. We're probably going to yeah. be we'll, – we'll get drips and drabs of info from CLA stuff, but probably less until the actual – Notice foundation up. comes down, and, right? And, I don't know this winter. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I agree. Like, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past
1: like you know, uh, bull ban, uh, vacating wins. I mean, like some, like any any speculation on that? I guess like my personal opinion, I I feel like they're not going to do a bull ban because I I think the uh, you know they they were pretty easily scared off by UNC threatening to or whoever it was UNC or Tennessee basically threatened to sue them over like loss of revenue um and they backed off immediately so i think they're gonna i think they'll generally like stay away from that but that's just me guessing i literally don't know so just like you said it's, yeah. it's all speculation we don't have context for this
0: for sure for sure so i mean we'll, we'll of course get you to monitor that and post our little hearts out about it on the boards um <laughs> which will be fun but uh yeah we'll see what happens um dan you're gonna get to the game here really quick before i do that we're talking about home field apparel uh it's our sponsor. You know, I love them. Uh, you used to be sponsoring them on the Bucket Problem. when You did that. Uh, we are sponsored at Meet a Midfield by Homefield Apparel. Uh, it is the internet's top uh, purveyor uh, seller of uh, vintage style collegiate apparel. Um, truly, some insane gear on there, and better stuff coming every week. Um, they're doing kind of a road show around the country. Some great live events. You should check out uh, if they're in your city. Uh, I know our own Taylor Fulton uh, sells her mom on Twitter. Uh, you know who works for Homefield, which is that one. Uh, this past weekend. A um, lot of great stuff coming from them pretty much every single week on new drops. Uh, there are some unreal bomber jackets for Ohio State and Michigan that dropped over the last couple months. Um, great gear for both teams. If you're a fan of another Big Ten team or just some other, I don't know, pervert listening to me and Dan for fun, um, <laughs> uh, they have gear for I mean, every team you can imagine. I don't know if they have every single FPS team yet, but if not, they're very close to it. So, whether you have your alma mater um, you know the team you're a fan of the local school you just want to buy some gear to have a shirt to wear whenever your rival plays them on you want to root against them whatever you got to do uh, buy some gear they have a Black Friday sale going right now but the code is Black Friday all one word for 20% off the entire site um, use that if you for some reason listen to this after that and the, the promos over we also have code meet at midfield for 15% off your first order Um I think you would probably want to save more money and use the twenty percent off. But what do I know? Um, <laughs> so go to go to Homefield Apparel, buy some gear. Uh, I have a ton. You have a ton. It's great. It's the best. Yeah.
1: No. It rocks. It's 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 good stuff. I've I've done. They're um, genuinely very good people. Uh, that's what I, I've, I've had a lot of great experiences with them. Um, they've they've done a lot of work, a lot of things they didn't have to uh, for me and yeah. people close to me. So great people, Agreed. Great gear, go buy it.
0: Yeah, and you got to remember that 100% of all proceeds go towards Tom Allen's buyout. Um, (laughs) which I think, I think, you know, they've got to get that,
1: that, that does like, I think technically count as like a terrorist organization, um, in terms of uh, how they're, how they're qualifying that. So, I mean, you know, if you don't want to be implicated in that sort of thing, maybe think twice, but no, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good cause.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, student loan money is eligible for home field apparel as well. You can take out student loans to buy gear. Ever, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, just kidding. But it's it's great gear. You guys should buy some. You're the deal, Dan. Let's talk about this game. Um, yep. I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of open. Uh, I'll, I'll have you with the opening statement here. How are you? Before I actually do that, I'm going to make one crack here. Uh, you mentioned Sheryl Moore not being happy with the way he's coaching. I just want to say. It's not so fun, huh? Whenever you have the guy who's trying to be a position coach, coordinator, and head coach at the same time. It's not very fun, is it, Dan? It's not very fun. <laughs> no, and I think I think the fun part about it is that you can't really pin
1: down exactly why it's not working, but you just know that it's not. Um, and there's, like, not an easy thing to complain about. It's just, like, a a, a process. It's a nebulous idea of, it like, process. It just seems stupid. Like, things get yeah. messed
0: up at every part because they're trying to do too much. Um, yep. And of course, more was thrown into it with like minimal notice, whereas Ryan Day continues to choose to do this, um, which is more frustrating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, how are you feeling about kind of Michigan coming to this game? where they played the last few weeks, um, with without Jim Harbaugh? Um, what's kind of your sentiment on the team right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they've
1: they've played badly against Maryland. Uh, I think is, is is how I feel. Um, I'm not all that. I guess if we want to go like before and after sign gate, right? Like, I think they played perfect. I mean, they played great against Michigan State. I think they played perfectly fine and basically up to their standard against Purdue, um, Penn State. Uh, I I'm basically never going to complain about you know a nine point win on the road at Happy Valley. Although you know they definitely looked less sharp. Uh, Maryland was the first game that I felt like yeah no they played like shit, um, which I kind of expected. I didn't expect them to play that badly, uh, but. You know, ultimately, they they usually do play pretty poorly uh, against you know. The, the week before Ohio State, um, they tend to shut things down pretty easily. They don't want to get guys hurt, um, and they hold out anyone that you know could potentially play uh, you know to try to keep them healthy for Ohio State. Um, but I guess like under Sharon Moore, yeah, I think that I think the play calling has been suspect. They don't run enough play action there's not as much balance as there was early in the year, uh, which is bizarre because Sharon has been calling the plays all year. Um, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, Harbaugh is always a little bit, uh, about who's actually calling the plays or what the process is. But I do believe that Sharon has been calling the plays this year. So it's odd that they've been so conservative. Um, I don't know if that's because again, like you said, Sharon has been as trying to take on too much, or if he's just like by nature, like doesn't want to fuck it up as the head coach. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been a little bit frustrating, um, and I'd be lying if it didn't give me a little bit of worry going to the Ohio State game. Not a little bit, I mean, consi- you know, significant worry. Ohio State's a great team, uh, but I still am certainly more confident than I've been the past two years. It's and I, that's not really very close.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you, you did mention there just kind of like holding guys out. What is your expectation for the injuries like at this point with Michigan how is that looking
1: yeah so they've been pretty healthy all year um, they've been they've been pretty lucky uh, part of that is just the fact they're very very deep and they rotate a ton so they've kept guys healthy all year um, I'll start with I mean so there's rumors and I think it's like pretty evident that JJ is banged up in some significant way um, so I mean he's gonna play uh, that's not up for debate it's just a matter of like how healthy is he how how like if it's a leg issue which it seems like it might be you know how close to 100 percent can he get how much can he muscle through it and and not be affected in his play um that's just that's impossible to know it's just pure speculation on my part um and then ladarius henderson was held out for maryland he's gonna be back and it Seems like Roman Wilson is in concussion protocol. He seemed to be fine, like he was like on the sidelines, like joking around during the Maryland game. Uh, so I believe he'll be back. Um, and then uh, Miles Hinton seemed like he had a pretty serious injury. He's not a starter, um, but he's a depth piece at tackle. And I'm, I guess I'm I'm curious to see what they do at the other tackle spot if Ladarius Henderson is back playing a left tackle. I think they have a decision to make whether they want to stay with uh, Carson Barnhart, who's been playing poorly the last two games, or whether they want to go with Trent A. Jones, who I felt played pretty well in relief of, you know, he's basically tackle four and he came into play against Maryland. I, I feel like he's been the better player his whole career. It's one of the kind of bugaboos I've had with The staff is that he's been better than Barnhart pretty much every time he's been on the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Is that so every fucking staff has that problem? Like you They always that, do. Dude.
1: They love they, they all have one guy that like practices, really, like just does everything in practice and like is clearly worse than the other guy. And they it's it's always every staff has it. Every staff has one guy that the fan base knows should not be out there.
0: 100%. You have to do that. If you're a culture coach, you have to pick one guy who sucks just to keep everyone else in their toes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ohio State's had their fair share of that. Our guy, he's not a starter, too, but I'm sure you guys, if you have ever seen me tweet, you've heard the name Cam Martinez, um, who <laughs> is just a... Fucking criminal in my eyes. The guy is just (laughs) on the field in the worst situations possible at all times. I'm sure he'll make an appearance in the Michigan game for some reason and just, like, allow for a busted play. That'll be great to see. Um, Can't wait for that. But, yeah. yeah, um, Ohio State health-wise as well, it seems like the only starter they're going to be missing is Lathan Ransom. Um, Ransom is out for the regular season. There's hope he'll come back for a postseason run if they make the playoff. Um, He... he he had a lower body injury. They don't really disclose much to Ohio State, but uh, some kind of lower body injury where he has been in a boot. Uh, He had a procedure done. Um, There were rumors about Mike Hall and his availability, but it seems like the word currently is that he's going to be available, That it's Ohio State's defensive tackle. Um, So Ohio State's all healthy on offense at this point, too. Everyone should play. Um, You do have to always expect, like, the last-minute Ryan Day injury that no one knows why it happened because Mick Morati's a terrorist. Um, So I'm sure there'll be another starter missing. We won't know who it is. Uh, my guess is someone good based on his problems, um, but we'll find out, I guess, at, at, you know, five minutes will kick off whenever it's announced that he, you know, hurt himself jumping in warmups or something. that actually <laughs> happened to us, by the way, that like Devin Brown, our uh, our backup quarterback uh, hurt himself uh, by jumping in warmups a couple weeks ago. Um, just a fucking Keystone cops ass strength conditioning program. Um, that's also that, that that's also your mobile quarterback.
1: That he's somehow. I mean, you have to wonder at that point. Is that a Devin Brown problem? Uh, I, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, dude. <laughs> um, the big news for Ohio State. I mean, Mecca Buka is fully back operational, and so is Trey Henderson. Trey's played the last uh, the last four weeks after uh, being out from Notre Dame until Wisconsin. Uh, he was out for over a month, and then um, he is uh, like the running game. Like I have my problems, Henderson. I think he's a relatively fragile player. Like he gets hurt too often. Um, there were some people I talked to in the program who were saying basically he was cleared to go for a couple of weeks before Wisconsin and just didn't have the like pain tolerance to go through a rib injury, which is pretty frustrating to hear. Um, but he is back fully operational, and the rushing attack it just looks different with him. Um, yeah. He's averaging, I mean, he's averaging 125 rushing yards per game and uh, over 6.7 yards per carry um, in that four-game stretch. It looks like he is. Been very, very effective uh, since coming back fully healthy. He looks to better than he's done since like the first part of his freshman year, um, which is cool. Um, Kate Stover's healthy at tight end, uh, for now at least. Uh, Marv's all good. Kyle McCord has had – his ankle has been banged up basically all season. It seems like J.J. has the same problem, um, mm-hmm. at least lately. But um, he did limp off after the first half. Uh, against Minnesota, but then came back in the second half and looked fine. So I think it's probably not going to be an issue. It's just kind of usual football wear and tear stuff. Um, Yeah,
1: I I saw that happen on a play where Ryan Day was not trying to actually score, but for some reason passing the football. And I saw him get rolled up, and I thought, like, if he had a serious injury, like, you were going to potentially, you know, commit acts that we can't talk
0: about on this podcast uh, against Ryan Day. (laughs) My God, dude, it's so, there's just so, like, he's just a dumb guy. That's his problem. Like, I just think Ryan Day is stupid. Like, I I think there's so many individual things where it's like, like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a football coach or I can draw passing concepts the way he does. He's one of the best in the country at that. But, like, I can tell you very well that if you have a dipshit special teams coordinator who's, like, you know, cost you games three years in a row and you gave him a fucking raise and he keeps getting worse to just fire him and eat the money, um, I can tell you to not run passing concepts, you know, when you have no chance to score at the end of a first half and a game you're gonna win comfortably the week before the biggest game of the season for any team. Um it's just so much stupid shit that he does. It drives me crazy. I can't stand him. I really can't. He seems um,
1: like a really like every time I hear him talk, he seems like a really smart guy. He just does so much shit that I'm just I'm like, man, like I I don't know. Yeah, it's baffling. Some some of the decisions are baffling.
0: Yeah. To say the least, to say the least, they are. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, I do, however, I will be drafting an apology letter if he beats Michigan. Uh, we will wipe this <laughs> plate clean. If he wins on Saturday, we're all good, man. We're all good. Uh, I can I can tolerate the rest of it. Um, yeah, Ohio, as to, to Ohio State's play recently, just as kind of, again, we're doing also kind of a lead into the game itself. Um, They've played well the last few weeks, the defense especially. I mean, you're playing Minnesota, Michigan State's offenses. So. Not a ton there to, like, that <laughs> you have to prove, but they they held him to six combined points. Um, you know, they've been forcing turnovers. Jordan Hancock's played out of his mind lately. Uh, really, really good in the slot for them. Uh, he's been a turnover-creating machine. Uh, their secondary in general, I think, has been really great. Uh, missing Ransom hurts, but uh, they've either been playing Sonny Styles in that role um, or occasionally bringing on Jahad Carter and Malik Hartford, who are the backup safeties. Um, if they want to play heavier uh, and put styles kind of in the box. Um, I think Sonny is pretty clearly not as good in deep coverage as as Ransom was. He doesn't have the feel for that, but um, he is a very good player over the middle of the field, kind of, you know, less than 15 yards, and they've also done a pretty good job at protecting him against getting taken deep over the field, um, which is is useful. And uh, the corners are, I, I think we might have the best corner trio in the country or close to it. Um, I think Alabama is that conversation. Uh, Georgia's corners are really good. A few other teams, but Ohio's in a conversation there. Um, my biggest concern for the defense is really linebacker play. Uh, they've had Tommy Eichenberg is going to be back and healthy for next week. He was sat out as a cost measure against Minnesota. Uh, he's good to go. But um, they keep rotating at the will spot. Uh, Cody Simon and Steel Chambers. Steel, I just don't get it, man. Like He's a senior who's been here forever who has been, like, a three-year starter and just forgot how to run fit this season. Um, It is so frustrating to watch. He's in the wrong position all the time. Cody Simon is very good in the running game, but kind of a liability in pass pass coverage. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, The answer is, I mean, they have a, like, six-foot-five safety who's just actually a linebacker that should play linebacker, but uh, they refuse to do that, so we'll see. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Beyond that... (laughs) The Ohio State offense has been spotty. Like, the biggest issue is just Kyle McCord, right? McCord, when he's on, I mean, he looks like, like – in a game against Michigan State, right? I know it's Michigan State secondary, yada, yada, but, like, when he's on, he is as accurate, as good as any recent quarterback they've had. Um, Give the ball over the field. Obviously, having Marvin Harris Jr. helps. Uh, his bad games are so fucking frustrating. Uh, just misses easy throws, uh, puts the ball in harm's way for no reason. Uh, takes potential grounding penalties, just is not a. He has like dumb quarterback syndrome. Um, it's very annoying, but it seems like JJ is kind of coming back to that level himself too. He's had a couple bad. Yeah, like a State a bad game, but he, he he. I mean, so he's had he.
1: JJ McCarthy is an interesting quarterback in that. He really doesn't throw a lot of interceptable passes or interceptions in general, but the interceptions that he does throw are baffling. Um, like, if you yeah. look at his overall, I think he's got a sub-2% interception rate. It's like it's like in the one, it's the low ones. Uh, I don't know, it, it probably went up this week. He threw a bad interception. But, like, if you look this season... Yeah. Um,
0: it's currently like uh, 1.7%, yeah.
1: Right. Which is... I mean, I don't know. That's, that's like, good, right? I, it's I, very I, good. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very it's good. good. Last yeah, season like, was so, bad. This season is good. Yeah, Yeah. He, he threw... And even last season, like, he also bunches them. He bunches his really bad decisions. Like, it's basically TCU, Bowling Green, Maryland, is the game that he's actually thrown interceptions in. Um, TCU, yeah, you know, made a, a couple horrible, horrible decisions. Bowling Green, again, like, a couple truly baffling decisions. Um, and then Maryland, he made like one really bad throw where I think he was expecting zero coverage and just like, didn't really check and threw it right to a linebacker. Um, but then like, is there, is there into...
0: any commonality in those games in terms of advanced information he may or may not have had? Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a really, that's
1: a really, really good point. That's a really good point that you're going to use to derail uh, this conversation. Sorry, um, sorry, go no, ahead. I, no, you're good, you're good. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I suppose that's 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 a possibility. Um, but I do think, like, I don't know, if, if I'm being serious about it, like, no, I just think he just makes mind-boggling decisions sometimes. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff that, like, I don't think is really from, you know, a lack of, uh, 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 you know, having the signs ahead of time or whatever. Um, but... I, I think like, you know, but then he'll go into entire stretches where he doesn't really throw like a single interceptable pass and he's just on on fire. And this year, yeah. early in the year, when or not even early in the year, for most of the year where he was basically, you know, uh, looking like an All-American quarterback. Um, the thing that he, last year, he he's always been really good at extending plays and making plays on the run and making plays with his feet. Um, and he's always had, you know, the arm talent to like when he gets his first read, like he's he's very accurate. What he's been doing this season really well is, just his, his processing was another level. Like he really was like going through his reads, resetting his feet, working the pocket, getting, getting through his progression instead of just being a one and either stare it down or take off and run uh, type quarterback. Um, and against Maryland, he looked like he was, he just wasn't doing that at all. Penn state. I mean, he yeah. just, they didn't really, they didn't really give him an opportunity to, uh, which I think was ultimately the right, you know, strategic decision. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, he seems to have like his bad games and i i think the good part is like he's had he hasn't really had a bad game in a big game the, thus far in his career um he's risen to the TCU, occasion most yeah. of the time um to, yeah i guess TCU, you're right uh but i mean even in that game he i don't know his numbers were good he's, his his interceptions were bad but you're right yeah. um his uh so he's i don't know like i i think it it, it really comes down to like does he have does he have a good game, good JJ game, or bad JJ game?
0: He's had a lot more right.
1: good JJ games this year than bad JJ games,
0: for sure, one hundred percent. And I think, like, I will offer me a culpa here. I, I he has been much better throughout the year than I expected him to be. I talked a lot of shit on JJ McCarthy, and he has largely been a very good quarterback. Um, I am hoping that my takes pay off for me in the biggest way possible, which is him looking like shit against Ohio State. Um, <laughs> but he is definitely, I mean, he has definitely been a clearly improved quarterback. I mean, like you said, he's completing a, a ton of his path. I think it's like seventy-four percent of his pass to be completed right now. Um he's not putting the ball in harm's way a ton against most teams. Um some of the ball placement stuff last week was like really bizarre. Uh like even like the interception is one thing, but just like that missed deep shot to Cornelius Johnson. Yeah. Crazy. Like he does that. Fuck... he Yeah.
1: Yeah. He 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 does have a consistent problem that I will just like fully like he does not put air under the ball. He just he's he's physically incapable of doing it, um, and it's usually not a problem because he is a very accurate passer most of the time. But when he misses, like he doesn't give his receivers great chances to just like slow down and catch the ball, um, because he's just putting he's he's rifling it in there. He does not loft the ball well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, I think, like you said, it's going to be hard to predict which version of him shows up. Um, I think, you know, this past week was not very encouraging. I think the parts where he's been strongest all season and, and going to last year as well, um, his play action passing, which you talked about in the earlier part here, he's a very strong passer for concepts. And also when he is extending the pocket on third down, uh, I mean, he, he holds the ball for a long time. Uh, I will say mm-hmm. the guy loves to hold the football. Um, it's worked really well in the earlier parts of Michigan schedule, uh, whenever their tackles were blocking, like lesser pass rushing teams, uh, he was able to do that, get some time, roll out the pocket, find someone open, usually Loveland or Roman Wilson over the middle of the field, um, worked really, really well for him. And he made some, like, mesh I mean, admittedly, in- incredible third down plays uh, against some of those early parts of the schedule. Um, that's happened less. It didn't I mean, I-, I think the reason they stopped with the ball against Penn State is their calculus was, one, Penn State can't score, so we can just take the air out of this game. And two is that we can't protect JJ to give him time to do that shit. And as a drop back passer, he's not a bad drop. I'm not saying he's like a bad quarterback, but like if you just control the ball on the ground and average three, four yards a carry, which is, I think they averaged like 3.8 in that game. Right. Uh, If you can do that, you can just get enough to get enough first downs, flip the field, force Penn state to go the full length of the field. You know, they can't do it. Just do what it takes to win the game and win ugly. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, Look, Ohio State's ends, as much as I offered to Mia culpa on JJ, I think uh, <laughs> your fan base were was just wrong on JT Tumalow as well. Jack Sawyer, sure, we hate him too. Uh, he's playing better right now, but we don't like him either. But uh, like Ohio State's ends are not Penn State's ends. They're not going to just whip your tackles and take like, two seconds on a pass rush like that. But they have been playing very, very well since it's gone on. And I think they could have problems keeping a clean pocket for him as well.
1: Yeah, I think JT, I expect JTD to get the better of whoever he goes up against. Um I do it does make me feel better that the guys that Michigan has had trouble with, uh the reason Penn State has really kind of limited uh Michigan's offense pretty much every time they play them, outside of twenty twenty two, where uh, you know, they had pretty much one of the worst game plans I've ever seen defensively. Um, but like the speed rushers are really where they have their problem. And I feel a little bit better knowing that JTT is more of like a, like he reminds me a lot of Rashawn Gary, honestly, um, as like a power rusher. But that said, like if he goes up against Carson Barnhart one-on-one, he's going to win that matchup. Um, So I'm, I think like they're going to, if they want to drop back pass, they are going to have to, uh, they're going to have to get, they're going to have to give Barnhart help or, I mean, ideally just play Trent A. Jones, who seems to be a better player, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think whoever, whether, even if they do play turning tones, like you got to give help on, on JTT, whoever goes up against, um, I think like I, the, the, the matchup will be like JJ McCarthy versus avoiding one rusher and either making a play or, uh, you know, like, ex- I, I think you can have to extend the play if, if, we, if they want to have a productive, um, passing game against Ohio state, because I don't think that, Michigan is necessarily going to get a ton of separation. I think this is a very, very good secondary. Um, I think that I think that Michigan's tight ends versus Ohio State's safeties is going to be a fun matchup because I I do think that you know Michigan's tight ends are some of the best in the country. Um, but other than like Roman Wilson, I don't know who's getting separation against these corners uh, from a receiving standpoint. I mean, and Roman Wilson is has has stepped up this year, but he's kind of a one trick pony. Like he's just really fast, um, so he'll he'll get open on at times, but like in terms of consistency down to down, like I think JJ McCarthy on key third downs is going to have to extend the play. And that's going to involve like probably avoiding one rusher that gets through um, that, that beats one of these tackles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of curious to see how they scheme that up. They've done really well. Um, Something that they should be doing more of that I think has worked for them is Sonny styles, bringing pressure off the edge Um, when he kind of plays that, call it a Sam linebacker, walkout linebacker. People call it like a, there's certain safety names. I don't know. Every team calls it a different thing, but when he kind of plays that four two, five alignment, like, uh, like hanging off the tight end, um, he has been super, super effective as a pass rusher. I'm curious to see how they use him. He is a difficult man to avoid and a violent hitter. Um, I think JT will bring pressure. Jack is playing better. He had a big sack, a big strip sack last week, um, but I still don't really trust Jack. So we're in a big game. Um, I do like Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry. And they're playing well. And I think Ohio State's also bringing a ton of pressure up, here, right? Even against good guards, even against, like, Notre Dame, they have a very good O-line. Uh, Tylee Williams has created a lot of havoc. Uh, Mike Hall does as well. Uh, Hall is getting healthy here, so hopefully he's, you know, at 100% for this game. We'll see about that. But I think Ohio State's able to bring – and they also have well in sparing opportunities with, the like corner blitzes from Jordan Hancock and Davis and um Ibn- Um Ibn- I'm very curious to see like where they try to bring pressure from and how much they just want to see if JT can beat someone straight up and create pressure that way versus trying to create these blitzes because obviously you know last year's game where they where they got beat was trying to bring that pressure then having a blown coverage in the back end and um giving up massive explosive plays to Michigan multiple times uh which was how they lost that game as badly as they did uh so I another part of it is like that's burned to Jim Knowles's head of hey I can't do that Versus, I our secondary is better this year, and I trust them to not blow those coverages. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's I. I'm, I have been asking myself that basically all season because I really don't know the answer.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I think it's interesting because Michigan doesn't really attack blitzes in the same way that other teams attack blitzes. Like basically, like most college offensive coordinators, if you get a zero blitz, are going to try to run some kind of like quick man beater or like you know like. Uh, uh, perimeter screen to try to beat that, um which I would argue is like more efficient way than Michigan does it. Michigan will Michigan will try to run into uh, zero blitzes. like they they will run into zero blitzes and they will tr- basically take the calculus that like if we can break this, if we can make you gap on sound, we will break a long run. And we saw this against Ohio State, um you know obviously with with uh, both of um. Uh, Donovan Edwards long runs. And we saw it against Penn State. Uh, They they basically, they ran into, you know, they would run into uh, man blitz or uh, zero blitzes. And they also will, they basically like to do that or they like to max protect and take a deep shot. Um, But Michigan really, like, does not want to play a team that is consistently bringing man pressure. It's just not the type of offense that they want to operate against teams that are playing normal defense because they feel like they can win with numbers in the run game um, and, you know, like, execute their, like, a West Coast passing offense, which is ultimately, like, what Harbaugh likes to do. Um, and so I think, like, Jim Knowles, ironically, like, I think you've said this at times, like, if they had stuck with the game plan all the way through the game, I think they would have had, I'm not going to say they would have won, because, I, you know, Michigan did get basically all of their big plays on those, you know, uh, badly executed uh, man pressures, but I think they might not be stupid to just go back to that and kind of say like, okay, look, we're going to make you execute your man beaters consistently against us and we're going to be more gap sound than we were last year and we're going to trust our, our secondary to hold up. Like, I'm not convinced that forcing JJ to throw is not the correct strategic move even though it super didn't work last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it feels correct, right? You make JJ... One, prove he can beat the pressure when it gets to him, or, or, or two, prove the line can prevent pressure. Um, and three, you know, let your secondary do its thing. They've had an elite secondary all season. I know the ransom injury probably has some question marks in the back of their head, but, like, I have some questions about Iggy when he gets, when he, Davidson, uh, uh, Davis and when he gets drawn over the middle of the field, I think he's struggled with that a little bit. Like, he's great outside of the hashes uh he's great in press like when when you ask him to run with the receiver over the middle of the field he struggles with that and I'm worried Michigan can scheme that up to Roman Wilson um but Proctor's been great in safety help all season um it's something where if if that's Ohio State's game plan I think you live with that I I think like Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, Josh Proctor, um Sonny Styles these guys have all been difference makers right um Mm -hmm. and if Iggy's getting beat they have a true freshman Jermaine Matthews who I'm not like a big PFF guy but like in his limited snaps is like a 90 plus PFF grade has a pick 6 a true fresh uh, like he's he's been unreal like he's been great for them and looks like the next big one for these guys if they keep struggling just put in Jermaine Matthews and play it out because i think that is the right strategy is to make jj beat you. Um, i know michigan has done a lot with going heavy with like additional down linemen or multiple tight ends I mean, they always do that, right? But, like, that's how they mm-hmm. beat Penn State is they had seven linemen in the field for, like, a lot of those series. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, I'm sure, very fun to watch for you. But, like, you know, I think trying to beat Ohio State that way is – I don't think you want to get into a game where you're betting you get more point possession against Ohio State than they do, right? Like, I think you – Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's tough. That is tough. But to I also compare. I also don't. Yeah. I
1: agree with you. Like I don't. And I think, I think that if there's two ways this goes, if 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 they decide to play like normal defense, I think it's like okay, like let's, you know, it could go either way, right? I think Michigan has has had a really good offense for most of the year, and it's a matter of like who wins the matchups, and you know, I think I think Ohio State is a better defense than Michigan has an offense but then they'll come down to the other side where I think Michigan has a better defense than Ohio State has an offense I don't know it it could it could, sure. it could yeah. really be an interesting game you know what I mean um and but then if if they decide to play like way like very aggressive the way they did last year it becomes a very interesting situation because I don't know if Ohio State wants if it, if Michigan starts going really heavy formations like I I'm not saying Jim Knowles' defense can't handle that, but I don't think that's what they want to do. Like, that's not what they're most comfortable doing because you're going to have to take a safety off the field probably or play yeah. a safety in the box, right? Um, but also, it's not what Michigan wants. Like, Michigan, like I said, doesn't want to play against a team that's blitz, blitzing incessantly. It's just not that they, they want to be an efficient offense. They don't want to necessarily be an explosive one. So it could... If there's some this side of the ball. I feel like has the most very interesting matchups. You know, um, I, I give the edge to Ohio State. I think they have like an elite defense. I think Michigan's offense has been, you know, a step. It's it's been. I don't know. It was elite early on. It's I'm I'm less certain of that now uh, over the last couple of games. And you know, we saw what Penn State was able to hold them to. Um, but I do think it's it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting ways that could, this could go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um... That is definitely where I'm curious to watch it more because I think that Michigan ripping off those big runs, like they like you said, they've not been very exposed to this season. They've had a lot fewer of those. Part of that comes maybe from Donovan Edwards' bizarre regression, which has been a little bit weird to watch. Um I do appreciate it to Jim Harbaugh clipping his wings, not letting him be a, a a virulent anti-Semite anymore. I think he drew his power from that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, not um, make, I'm not gonna make any kind of comment either way on that i'll, I'll leave that up to you that's that's something uh, can no. really yell at you out on the internet yeah that's fine that's fine i'll take the heat for that one uh no i'm kidding obviously but like they've hit fewer explosives this year the russian attack in general has been worse like if you look at the mm-hmm. the averages both in like quarterback sack percentage and yards per carry like michigan's o-line is a little bit better than ohio state's o-line but not by much Um, which is pretty crazy based on the expectations for both coming to the year, how they kind of met in the middle. Um, There are parts of I think I'm worried about, which we can get into here in a second. But with with Michigan's, I I do – like, the rushing efficiency and explosiveness is not what it was last year. It's clearly worse. I I, I had the um, success rates pulled up here. Uh, Michigan is currently 36th in rushing success rate and 68th EPA per play which means they're not really hitting explosives. They're still doing pretty well down to down, but nothing special. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's something where I'm kind of curious to watch it play out. Ohio State has ran the ball very well in recent weeks. They're like, uh, you know, Michigan has, has a 43.7% success rate in rushing, which is 36 in the country. Uh, I think Ohio State's average 51% of the last four games. Um, I don't think Ohio State's rushing attack is better than Michigan's, but it is creating explosives with Trey Henderson. Um, it's mm-hmm. the opposite, right? Like, it's Michigan is efficient without explosives. Ohio State is inefficient but explosive, uh, by and yeah. large. And I think that's a big difference. Um, yeah, I, I think for Michigan, like, the game plan to me to win is like a more balanced version of what they did against Penn State in the sense that you let your defense play against Ohio State, a spotty offense, get them nervous, get them off schedule. Hope you hold them to more inefficient drives and punts. And you have to throw the ball more than you get at Penn State. Obviously, you cannot win the game running the ball 32 straight times. But try to take the air out of the game. Try to shorten it. Run the football. Run play action pass. Do what you can with J.J., but don't put the game in his hands. Put the game in Blake Gorham's hands and kind of see what happens. Um, I think that has to be the game plan. But the question then is to, like, you know, the matchups of Michigan's defense versus Ohio State's offense, right? Um, mm-hmm. The biggest concern there by far for me is Kenneth Grant. Um, and just, I mean, he is, he's an animal. Like, just one of the best players in the country, one of the best defensive tackles in the country. A, a joy to watch if he wasn't playing for you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, and we didn't also pass on him in recruiting, which drives me fucking nuts. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for that one. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Larry Johnson, you old fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that, to me, like, the biggest area of concern overall in Ohio State's offense is can Carson Hinsman, and to a lesser extent Donovan Edwards, hold up against Michigan's defensive tackles? Um,
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Donovan Edwards hold up against Michigan's defensive tackles. Um you said, I think you said Donovan Edwards and not uh, Donovan, oh, fuck, Donovan Jackson, <laughs> god damn it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I wonder how you good. will hold up, yeah, yeah, they're uh,
0: yeah, uh. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I am worried about Donovan Jackson against uh, against Michigan's defensive tackles, yeah, uh, more so Carson Hinsman, though. Hinsman mm-hmm. is just like a small center, I think he got recruited at like 275 pounds and is playing at 295 this year, which is just like not big enough. He's not, he's not enough play strength. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio State has experimented with playing Matt Jones at center, um, against, uh, against, uh, uh, Minnesota. They did that for a few drives and it's great. Like he was the number one center out of high school in t- the 2018 class a million years ago. Um, he is exactly what you need as a mauler there. I think if Hinsman struggles, I would not be surprised if Ohio State turned to Matt Jones at center with either Tegra Toshabola or Enoch Famahi at right guard. Um they played Enoch there last week. That's because Tegra kind of plays all five positions or all four of the five positions on offensive line, and they had him playing tackle in second team last week. Um, I think that if you are worried about play strength and just physically holding up against Michigan's O line or Michigan's D line rather. It's obviously very concerning to make an O-line personnel switch in Week 13, your rivalry game. But Matt Jones has the reps. He's good there. He's played there before. He looked very good there last week. And Minnesota's not a good football team, has a pretty good defense. Um, I think you – I think playing Matt Jones at center and Tecretichia Bull at right guard is a move you could very well see happen in this game if Hinsman is struggling. I think he probably will struggle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'll be honest with you. This is the position battle where I feel the most confident that Michigan is probably just going to dominate mostly snap to snap, um, just specifically interior line versus Ohio State's interior line. Uh, I think put simply, like Michigan has an elite interior defensive line. Um, They go, uh, I mean, Mason Graham, we talked about last year being a stud of the true freshman. He's been, uh, you know, even better this year. Um, he's been really dominant. Uh, Chris Jenkins weirdly, I think is like the third best defensive tackle in the, on this team. And he's going to be a probably second or first or second round pick. Um, and then Kenneth Grant has gone from like very promising early in the season to just an absolute monster at the past couple of games. Um, and then you've got guys like Ray Benny, who I think has played a lot better the past couple of weeks is really good at like, he makes like a couple plays a game. He's not like as consistent as the other two. He's not as strong as the other, as the other three, I guess. Um, but he makes some plays and then you've got cam good who weirdly has really turned it on as a, as an interior pass rusher this year. So there's super such, deep. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I try not to get too worried about like individual players. I do not like cam good. Man, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> 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 I feel like on a personal level, do not like
1: cam good. Um, well, cause he, I, at I, the, the L picture against fence. Yeah. He seems like uh, a character for sure. Um, I, I could but... the
0: recruit too, actually back in the day. Uh, when oh, was, did you? Back you didn't, didn't like, like coverage. No, uh, he's funny. just kind that's of a funny. dick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lifetime ago. Yeah, that's, that's how so long funny. he's been Yeah, I mean, he's, that I yeah dude, he's like, he's like an yeah.
1: eighteen or seventeen recruit or something like that. It's crazy. He's been around forever, but he's been. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he might. I I don't know. I don't know anything about him personally, but he's been a he's been a good <laughs> rotation <laughs> piece good. For them this good. year.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So I don't know. I mean, like, look, I I I don't think Ohio State's interior offensive line is like terrible, but. I think Michigan has probably the best interior maybe in the country outside of, you know, I don't know, like whoever Georgia has is probably really, really good. Um, so, like, I I think they're – and I think that what they're – I mean, I, this side of the ball to me has a lot less question marks because I think we know a lot more what both teams are. Uh, or not even know what they are, but I think we know what both teams are going to do. Michigan is going to play too high um, and try to keep everything in front of them and uh, rely on their front to – Dominate the run game, um, you know, down a man in the box, which I think will work better than it has the past two years because, uh, you know, I think Ohio State had a legitimately good offensive line the past two years, and I still don't really think they do this year. Um, you know, I think that w- what running game success is, is going to come from like explosives from, uh, from, uh, shit, what's, what's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What's his name? Um, the running back, Trey, or, uh, yeah, Henderson, Henderson, yeah. Henderson. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be explosives from Henderson, um, and that's gonna be you know pretty much how how much success they have. Uh, McCord is not a threat in the running game, so I'm not super worried about you know them. He's the uh, opposite of the
0: threat. He's the threat. To yeah. The threat, the threat.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, he's the threat, he's the threat to all of the ligaments in his knee. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I think they're they're gonna play too high. They're probably gonna have, um, they're gonna have Will Johnson shadow, uh. Marvin Harrison Jr. and live with the results with Mecca versus either Josh Wallace or Mike Sane or whoever they put at corner number
0: two. Mikey um, is good. I do. I do respect. I don't respect Josh Wallace much, but I do like Mikey.
1: Yeah, I think Josh Wallace has been. Josh Wallace has been perfectly fine. Um, I think he he's like a very like heady player. He's been playing for a long time, but he's athletically limited. And if they leave him on an island against Mecca, Mecca will eat. Um, but I think he's the kind of guy that like if you give him help, he probably can at least like. Be in the zip code and not make it laughable. Um, whereas I think, and I think also they'll, they'll, they started doing this a lot more last game. Like they, they started Mikey at corner um, and then brought in Jaden McBurrows as the nickel, uh, who's made a lot of plays uh, from that spot. So we'll see what they want to do there. They, it's, they, they may decide to bench Josh Wallace and, and decide that he's not, you know, up to the task athletically. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, we know what Michigan's going to do. We know what Ohio State's going to do. I think it's a matter of like, you know, how, can Michigan just shut down uh, the game with their, you know, with their front, and can they get pressure with, uh, with four? Um, and I feel pretty confident in them doing that. I think I think like what success Ohio State has is going to come from their individual playmakers, which could be enough to win. To be clear, like I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is is a generational wide receiver, and Trevion Henderson is, ironically. I think Trevion Henderson might be the best running back in this game. I know that's kind of like, uh, uh, if if Michigan fans hear me say that, that's like um, heresy to a certain extent. But yeah, in terms of the way they're, play, yeah. In, yeah, in terms of the way they're playing right now, obviously uh, over the balance of their careers, like Domin Edwards and, and Blake Corum have had better careers. But you know, Henderson's sure. playing really yeah. well right now, and I don't really think Blake Horm or Donovan Edwards are playing that great. Um,
0: I think the biggest so... thing there, just really quick to interject, is that I, I think you can win a game by going through Blake Coram the whole time. Like you can give Blake Coram the Rock 25, 30 times. He's happy to do that. Um, Trey will give you 15 to 20 quick carries, but he cannot be a bell cow. Like, like he will, mm-hmm. I just think he has like the physical fortitude to hold up to like be a, I don't think you want that guy taking 30 carries in a game. Is what I'm saying. Like if Ohio State's getting success in the ground game, they're going to have to have drives for Dallin Hayden and for Chip Trianum, uh, Tri- which, Dallin's a very efficient back. I like him, but he's not going to break a big one. And Chip is a great blocker. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he He's, a, he's a guy,
1: he's a classic, like, college back where it's just like, oh yeah, he's big and pretty fast and like, you can throw him at the line and like, he's going to get like, you know, probably two more yards than he should.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll either, like he is, also the frustrating version will either he will get tripped up the line of scrimmage or just like hit someone's ass and get like zero to one yards per carry. Uh or he will like run through someone's chest and get you seven when you should have got two. Like that's yeah. he's that kind of guy. He's never gonna get you twenty yards, like a, a Mo uh,
1: Ibrahim style individual. actually no, that's not <laughs> fair to Mo Ibrahim. Uh I don't know yeah. who I would say. Like that's he's a very Iowa running. He reminds me of a lot of running backs Iowa's had in
0: the past. Yeah, yeah. He's a Caleb Goodson style back. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Or Caleb Johnson. A, was class, a, yeah, a, a classic, yeah. Tyler Goodson and Caleb Johnson.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, of course. Everyone knows what we're talking about there. <laughs> of course. <Ten>. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean,
1: and I, I think, I mean, yeah, sorry, keep going.
0: No, you're good, you're good. I I, I think the chess matches to me, like, running back is, it's, they're going to feature as much as they can. I think Dallin is probably the second back. Um, They have been trying to redshirt him this year. Which it was fucking stupid and crazy in the first place. Like he's their second best. Trying out. to
1: redshirt anyone in twenty twenty three is insane, dude. No especially so at a program like Michigan, Ohio State, like people still talk about like, oh, are we gonna redshirt XYZ? And I'm like, dude, they're leaving. Like, what are we talking about? If if they're yeah. any good, if they're worth keeping around, they're gone after three or four years. Like redshirting yeah. is nonsense. I mean, besides offensive linemen, that's the only that's the only situation.
0: I agree. I, I completely agree. There's no need for it. It's stupid. Um but He's only played three games this year. Michigan is fourth, and last season NCAA did not count uh, postseason games towards redshirt totals. So, I believe that means they can play him the rest of the year without worrying about burning his redshirt, Uh, which means to me, I think he's probably the second back on Saturday over Chip. We'll see. Um, He's a better back than Chip, but it makes sense. I I trust Allen. Um, They have some concerns about him fumbling in practice, but never really manifest during games. So, Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. I am that's, curious. That's, that's to... something,
1: that's, that's a clip. That's something I'm clipping for, uh, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, Saturday.
0: <laughs> <do>. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned like Michigan's deployment of defensive backs. And I'm also kind of curious to see the chess match there on which personnel Ohio state uses among their receiving core. Um, like if Wallace on the field a lot, right. He's a bigger corner. He's what six two. um, yeah. he's a bigger kid. He's not very twitched up, but he is smart. Um, Ohio state has like, obviously Marvin and Mecca are not leaving the field, right? They're playing every snap, the Mm -hmm. third and fourth receiver. When they go in into four receiver personnel or they, when they play with three, that's kind of where I'm curious to see who comes to the field because like Julian Fleming is their best blocker by far. Um, he is someone who's very physical and can be a huge help in the run game. Um, if they're committed to run the football with Trey, I think you'll see him on the field a lot. Um, Xavier Johnson is a guy who gives them a lot of versatility in this game. He is a rushing threat. He's a receiving threat. They use him really well uh, off of motion, both as a target himself and as a decoy in a way that opens up a lot of the field for other players. Um, I think he will play a lot. He's a sixth-year senior. Uh, they're going to want to end the game. Um, and then the wild card is kind of Cardinal Tate, who is like Marv Light in a lot of ways. hes he, I'm not saying Marv junior, but he's a very talented five-star receiver who's done well mm-hmm. as a freshman. Uh, he's a yep. six foot three kid. He's not as twitchy as Xavier Johnson. Um, he's not as good of a blocker as Julian Fleming. But in terms of going to win a football, you trust him more than both of those guys. And I guess the question is like, what kind of game they're trying to play? Like if they think they can exploit mm-hmm. Michigan in the run game, like to the outside, especially Fleming's your guy. If you're trying to create running game with the receiver, or you're trying to like, you know, spread out Michigan horizontally at Xavier Johnson. If you're trying to pass the ball downfield, it's Cardinal Tate. And all five of those guys will play, obviously, right? But um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how Michigan deploys defensive backs, how Ohio State responds to that with different receiver groupings, and how Michigan counters off that. Like, I think there's going to be an ongoing chess match based on which receivers and defensive backs are in the game. It's kind of one of the games in the game I'm most excited to see, in addition to the O-line, D-line personnel on both sides. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm, it's, it's one of those things I'll, I'll be watching like as a secondary, tertiary thing all game. Um, yeah. Uh, McCord, obviously, we didn't talk about him a ton, but like, you just don't know what you're going to get, man. Like, you just truly do not know. He looked fucking awesome against Michigan State. He's had, he had an amazing comeback drive against Notre Dame. Uh, he's been lights out in the second half all season. He has been an absolute dipshit in the first half all season. Um, you just don't know how I'm game. Uh when mm-hmm. he's on, it looks great. When he like he has thrown some interceptable passes this year that have not been intercepted. Like I think he is probably getting away with a few. And he's had a few, but he's getting away with some more. Um that should have been caught. I am very worried about that because I don't think like Josh Wallace or Will Johnson have great ball skills. Johnson is good, but I don't think he's like he's not gonna do a sideline toe tap catch right on you very often. Yep. Um, but Mikey Sanders still is, does have that ability. Um, and there's very, Central's very just, good ball hawk. Yeah.
1: There's, there's no reason he should be like as good a football player as he is. He's just a ball player. I, I love him. He is one of my favorite Michigan players. Uh, yeah, ever. I get it. He just, he rocks. Yeah. Um, so any, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think the interesting, I think one of the X factors I see here is like, I feel like Kyle McCord is very rattleable. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Uh, but yes. I, maybe, yeah. maybe that's just. Maybe that's just me being a Michigan fan, but I just I feel like I've seen him get down on himself, um, and I think an interesting part of this is this is going to be the first game, the first Ohio State Michigan game at Michigan Stadium where Michigan fans think they have a chance to win, um, in like twenty years. Uh, I mean, since like two thousand eleven, basically, where or at least where Michigan fans expect to win, um, and I think that's a uh, an interesting x factor because. I mean, Michigan Stadium has gotten like a well-deserved reputation for being kind of a wine and cheese crowd, uh, but they can it, it can get very raucous during big games, and they really, again, in 2021 when they won at Michigan Stadium, like that crowd was like almost—I don't know—it was probably like 20% Buckeyes because you know I think it was like a 10-point. No one expected to win that game. Um, we just do. It's it's it was so beaten into us at that point that Ohio State was going to win the yeah. game, and I think that like. Michigan fans expect to win this game, and I think the crowd's going to be—it's going to be probably the most hostile environment that Kyle McCord started in, right? Because they didn't play—I uh, guess—I guess Notre Dame, maybe, right? i, I don't know, it, it, give or take Notre Dame, but it's going to be a hostile environment, and I—I I could see it's going to be the best defense he's played in the most hostile environment he's played in, and like, if they start getting pressure with four and drop, you know, dropping eight. Um, that math doesn't make sense. I mean, dropping seven, uh, and, you mm-hmm, know, like playing, mm-hmm. playing, playing complicated mm-hmm. zones, which is what their entire defense is designed to, you know, play against Ohio state's passing spread. Um, I could, I, I feel like there's, there is a reality. I'm not predicting it. There's a reality where he gets flustered and just kind of like, it's a spiral, you know, I I could see that happening.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's very, very possible. Um, I would not be shocked by it. um, I think, to his credit, as much as I am frustrated by him, he does always get off the mat in the second second half, right? Like, even when he does – like, he gets flustered in the first half in a lot of games, uh, and the point's very frustrating. He has been pretty lights out in the second half. When it comes out and it's time to go win a game, he has been good at that. I think he is a guy. But the thing is, like, you can do that against lesser teams that cannot play with you for four quarters – if he gets flustered in the first half or, like, the special teams fuck up as they want to do, uh, we haven't talked about special teams at all, but Ohio is horrible. Um, you know, that is a situation where you cannot put yourself in a hole. Like, if you're if you're in Michigan Stadium trying to come back from, like, down 13-3 or something, that's bad news, right? That's hard to do against that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I'm worried is, like, not his second half, like, freaking out late in the game where, like, Michigan, like, feels the blood, but rather in the first half, putting them in a hole where they can't come out of. Um, yeah so we'll see yeah I think, I think
1: this is a Michigan this is a Michigan team that um, we, let's by the way let's keep going for a little bit I mean we can let's try to wrap it up but we can like you know uh, I gonna yeah, yeah. cut this out but we can keep going for a couple minutes here Um, yeah I think this is a, I think what kind of game this turns into is Michigan loves to play ahead Um, they do not like to play from behind they're not comfortable uh, and they, this is a veteran Michigan team that I trust to come down to come back from like you know potentially like a 10 point hole but i i do think like this is a team that if they get up two scores they they start to feel it and they that's when they start to play really well um and i yeah i think i mean i look this this obviously goes that's it's kind of almost so obvious that it's stupid but like i think what kind of like what kind of game state we get into is is huge here you know um and michigan when they're playing the the type of game they want to play is a much better team than michigan when you force them into you know, your style of game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think that makes, that makes sense. Um, yeah, man, I'm fascinated to see it. I I guess I have two more questions for you, uh, before we get out of here. Um, the first one, just like your feeling for the game, like the juice around it, like the national narrative around it, to me, it feels like the biggest Ohio state Michigan game since 2006.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really, like, in the consciousness in 2006. Um, I don't you know, like, posting? how could it possibly... Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't posting in 2006. I mean, you know, I, it's, I I, don't know, how could it... I mean, I guess my thing is, how could it possibly be bigger, right? I mean, it's it's two undefeateds. Um, I don't think the loser gets into the playoff. Maybe Ohio State, if things really, really break right. But there's so many good contenders this year, I don't think it either gets in with a loss. I agree, yeah. Uh, uh, and... Uh, and yeah, obviously, you know the narrative around gate like in the fact that it, you know, uh, obviously not to me, I'll never, um, I'll never, you know, concede those two games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to a lot of people, it probably feels like this one counts, like counts as three, right, as the last three or four because we didn't play in 2020. Um, so like, but then on the other hand, the thing that I'll say is like, for me, um, the game all, always means everything. I don't think it of can course. mean more than everything. Yeah. You know, I don't. Because honestly, man, like, look, like, I, I used to think, I, I've I've been, you know, like, a, a diehard Michigan football fan since 2011, right? And, and obviously, they won in 2011, and then not again until 2021. That was, like, a good 10 years. And, and I got to the point, you know, I went through my entire college career not seeing them ever really even be competitive with Ohio State. Um, and I kind of convinced myself, I'm like, all I need is, like, them to beat Ohio State one time and win the Big Ten one time, and I'm good. Um, and it turns out that's not true at all. Uh, I need it every year. I can't. Um, it means it's just drunk, as yeah. much. It, it means yeah. just as much every year. Like it's all consuming. It's it's everything. It's it means everything to to each fan base. And um, I don't think it's just it's just all consuming. There there is nothing besides it. And I don't. Then so that's why I would say like yeah, this is probably the biggest game ever from an outside perspective. But I think next year will be just as big, and the year after that, and the year after that. You know, like at least to me. Uh, that's that's my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. And especially because, like, I mean, obviously, you came from the Michigan perspective of not having tasted a win, or I mean, honestly, a lot of competitive games, even like uh, you had 2016 and uh, like 2013 were tight games, but not a ton of even like really competitive games that stretch to then winning these two games in blowout fashion. And on the Ohio State side, you have a lot of people, like myself included, right? I started Ohio State in the fall of 2012. All I knew was beating Michigan. And then you take you taste blood in your mouth the first time, right? Like you you have that feeling of like what it feels like to lose to them, and I think like there are, there are a lot of those fucking idiots in the message boards. I don't know if you guys probably didn't have these kind of guys because of the context of how the games were going for a decade or two decades, but you know, like there were Ohio State fans who were like, "Oh, I want Michigan to be good again. Like it's better when Michigan's a great team and there's juice around." It. It's like. I fucking don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want. I mean, like, I want you guys to go zero in twelve and beat you by hundred to nothing every single year. That's like that's what makes me happy, and mm-hmm. like that is like like I I care about every Michigan game. People who say, "Oh, you're obsessed with us," fuck you. You don't deserve the rivalry. Like, if you are one of the oh like we live rent free in your heads types. You do not shut up. That's the whole point, dude. It's all point.
1: Like, who fucking cares? It's 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 the most important game in America. It's it's the most important. It's the most important game in all of American sport. Like that's and that's not really. It's it's not at all uh, an exaggeration. I mean, what even comes close? I mean, the only comparisons in
0: global sports are like Argentina, Brazil, and soccer. Like you have India, Pakistan, and cricket, and like, I don't know, like Boca. In Buenos Aires, like, like, where they kill people over the game, <laughs> like, like, there's not, there's not three or four games that are more juiced up than this rivalry. Like, it is something special that we are, you know, as much as like we hate the other team, like it is, it is just something where like your identity is intertwined in this game every year. Mm-hmm. It is everything to everybody involved, and. Any, like, means to degrade that or to, like, deflect care for to then, oh, it's actually that a big of a deal to me. I fucking hate that. Like, it is – I yeah. live and breathe it 365 a year. If we lose – I mean, I already hate Ryan Day. and want him fired as it stands today. Um, but I will, like <laughs> – like, the, the the temperature in Columbus will be impossibly hot on his seat for a guy who wins 90% of his games. Um, yeah. You know – if if he wins, it's like the one of the biggest wins in the history of the rivalry, with all like the controversy around it, and everything that happened off the field, and like you said, it counts for four games in a lot of people's minds. Like, there's so much around it that comes into this. Like, this is just, it. it yeah, it's everything, it, man. I mean, it's it's always everything, but it feels bigger than most years, even.
1: Um, no, for sure, and I I mean, and I think like even kind of taking a, a step step forward into like the future of the sport with the twelve team playoff, like. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, this is the last year that it'll, that it's 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 really going to have the juice, right? Because next year, right? I mean, assuming machine doesn't have a ball ban, but, you know, moving forward, right? Like, there's probably going to be many, many years, maybe even most years, that both teams are going to be, you know, in the playoff regardless, right? Um, yeah. And I reject, I totally reject, because I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, like, I know, like, look, a natty, a natty's a natty, and and, and that probably does mean more if you really put a gun to my head because it's just such a it's such an achievement but this game will always mean more to me than making the playoff you know it will always mean more to me than like i don't know like whatever it like a big 10 title like it it doesn't it's it's it it will never be degraded in my mind you know like it's just not it's not the same and that's i i I reject the notion that somehow like you know the way the sport is going that this is going to be this is going to be denigrated or, or you know it's like you said it's everything it's it's everything
0: yeah. I mean, it also looked like <laughs> we, we play college football in the North. Like you don't get many championships up here. Right. There's like the only mm-hmm. two in the last 25 years are Ohio state. Like, right. I, I forget anyone. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Like it's, it's either yes yeah, it's, it's a
1: very con- convenient amount of years, by the way. But yeah, uh, for sure. Well
0: I don't know why I picked that number. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the BCS and playoff era. That's all I'm saying. Wow, starting, uh, starting in ni- exactly 1998. Yeah, the only ones <laughs> are Ohio
1: State. That's a good. That's a good yeah. point, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from like those Pete Carroll USC teams or like the the Ohio State teams, like it's been a, in the BCS and playoff era, no one else wins the title. That's it, and. Like that is something where, and I'm not saying like, of course I want the Natty, of course you want the Natty. It's what we all strive for, and every is championship for the sport Four. But in college football specifically, even if both these teams took a sudden downturn, we're eight and four every year. Like yeah. this would still be a. It's weird not the NFL, man. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's
1: not the NFL. Like, look, I'm 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 also like a, a you know not as much as Michigan, but I'm I'm a pretty diehard Eagles fan. You know, I've my been my whole life. The Eagles. The Eagles have had plenty of plenty of good years, where it's like, yeah, that was like a fun year. Like I enjoyed rooting for them. But if they don't win the Super Bowl, I don't care. And that's all. That's that's everything. The Super Bowl is. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it's, it's a failure of a season, regardless of like you know. Yeah. That you can't be like, oh wow, remember that game against the Cowboys? Like yeah, it's fun, but like who fucking cares, dude? You know, like it's yeah. it's what they play them twice a year. They play every year. Like it's it's an NFL game. You know, it's 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 a different sport, and there's there's positives and negatives. To that like I think you know the fact that you're. It's it's there's so much parody and whatever like makes it a more interesting sport at times, but we won't get into that. But it's not the Ohio State Michigan game like a nine and three season where Michigan beats Ohio State, or even like it's even sweeter in the years where like it, Michigan you know this hasn't happened really in a long time, but like Michigan's eight and four and like ruins a perfect Ohio State season like that's even better, dude. Like that's what makes this sport what it is. Like it's not about like you said, yeah, we play in the north. Like you're there's just less natties there's less talent up here even for teams like ohio state and michigan that recruit nationally like they're never going to be consistently winning natties in the way that you can at an alabama or even like i don't know what an alabama or a or a whatever another whatever pick your southern school it doesn't matter right um and so like yeah it's like this is our this is our championship, and like this, that this is what college ball is about. Like the games actually matter. Like the regular season games will always matter. The postseason, to me, and why I honestly like, I know Jim Harbaugh's bowl record and Michigan's in general is pretty shitty. Like, I've never been, I've genuinely never been bothered by like by that. I I do, in pretty much every season besides this one, I view the the postseason as like kind of like a bonus. It's a bonus round. Like what matters is the games that happen in in November.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's fucking everything, man, and I'll never shy away from that. I love it. Uh, I'm addicted to it. It causes me a lot of mental health damage. <laughs> and also, like, some of the happiest days of my life by far oh, yeah, dude. are Ohio State football wins. Like, you know, I, I had a, a lot of amazing times in my life. You know, you have, like, you know, your your first true love. You have, <laughs> like, I saw my little brother, you know, I held him my arms when he was born. That's all great, but, like, you know, beating in twenty sixteen <laughs> that game, or oh yeah, dude. You know, or, or like beating Bama in New Orleans when I was down there, like stuff like that. Like that is it makes your it makes your blood flow. It's like it's what gets you up in the morning a lot of days, um, yeah, which is
1: normal, by the way. That's it's, it's, it's normal. normal. It's be. healthy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's fine.
1: Um, no, I I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, yeah, last yeah. year's Ohio State game was yeah, like the best day of my life. Like it was just yeah, it was it was so much fun.
0: Yeah, for sure, and um, yeah, and I agree with that sentiment exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, man. Look, I, I guess the final thing I want to do here before we get out of here is well, first I'm going to remind everyone who's still listening about the discount codes. Just to pump this one more time, uh, I went through the full spiel, but it is code NOV two five for. For 50% off, for an annual or semi-annual subscription, and code the game T-H-E-G-A-G-A-M-E, uh for a five-dollar first-month subscription. Um, come join us. Come listen to more content like this. If you guys have enjoyed this. Keep you know, obviously keep listening. We're about to do game predictions, but um, you know, come read the articles, come read the previews, come join the message boards, come post with us about all this stuff. We have ongoing threads for Michigan fans, for Ohio State fans, and a shared conflict thread. Uh, where everyone's supposed to be together for this game. Uh, they are heated. Um, yeah, come, come join the board. Come hang out. Um, but, Dan, game predictions. I have um, I have made you answer everything first. I will, I will take the heat off you here and go through mine um, and give you the last word on this. Uh, I think, to me, um, the over-under on this game, I'll, I'll pull up the betting lines right now. Um, as it stands today, uh, Michigan is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, On the consensus line, Um, the over-under, I've seen it at 46 is the number right now. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, I think this ends, I've been thinking in my head, 24-20 Ohio State. Um, uh, They get a win in Michigan Stadium. Um, I think Marvin Harris Jr. is the best player in the field. He has something like a Heisen moment, maybe two touchdowns. Um, I think that Michigan is going to threaten all day. I don't think they can finish drives. I think they're going to be too um, limited on offense. They won't finish drives too uh, often enough against Ohio State. I think Michigan will probably win the field position battle more often than not, which will be critical in this game because of Ohio State special teams failures um, and because Michigan has a fantastic defense. Ohio State offense punts a little bit too much for my liking. But the explosives, which I don't think Michigan can produce, Ohio State doesn't allow, will allow for an Ohio State win. I think it's going to be not nearly as lopsided of an outcome, but a bit like last year's game, like Ohio State won that game on success rate, right? And I think uh, I think Michigan probably wins this game on success rate a little bit this year, uh, although they've struggled with that in recent weeks, but um, I think that Ohio State can produce explosives and Michigan can't, and I think one or two of those I'll have to swing this game in the passing attack, and I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be able to get what he wants and, and wins this game for Ohio State in a, a truly classic installment of the rivalry that probably goes down late into the fourth quarter. Um, Dan, what do you got?
1: Yeah, um I I've been going back and forth here uh obviously I, I think I have to pr- predict a Michigan win um I think so say, I think you know to be totally upfront like that's not really an option for me to I, I can't allow you know I I and also I, I did predict Ohio State would win last year just to kind of uh, a yeah, est- establish establish my my credibility as a uh, but I you know Michigan's favored I've got to predict, predict Michigan win in terms of what kind of game it's going to be um I agree I think Michigan wins the 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 the, uh, the field possession battle um we didn't talk about special teams but Tommy Doman has been a, a really tremendous punter this year super underrated yeah. um, Michigan special teams has been uh,
0: not as good as previous years but very very good um, yeah. and it's unclear if Ohio states players can like read or think um, on special teams <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so I think Michigan wins the
1: special teams battle they win the field position battle um I think that I think that Michigan has in the past couple of years like come up with enough explosives through just stuff they've drawn up um i think they'll do that again they have played their best offensive games of the year against ohio state in the previous two years um i think they will probably be a lot more limited this year i think ohio state's defense is a lot better uh but yeah i mean i i think they're they're, i think they win 24 20 um off of you know field position, Marvin Harrison gets his, but they're able to kind of just like limit his plays to like thirty yard gains rather than like seventy yard gains because they're keeping two safeties high. I think that the exploit like Ohio State doesn't get quite enough explosives and doesn't finish their drives in the red zone. Um, and I think Michigan's able to get pressure with four uh, a lot better than they did last year. Um, and then I think that you know, I think JJ McCarthy makes enough plays, uh, extending plays out of the pocket. Um, they're efficient enough on, on, in the rudd game, but I think this ultimately looks like a, I don't know. I could even see it maybe being like 17, 14. Like, I think there's a a reality where this is a pretty ugly game. Um, uh, you know, a field position, uh, a based affair. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go 24, 20 though. Um, it's, I could see it going either way. I think it'll be a lot closer than previous years, obviously. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I wish I could say I'm excited for it, but honestly, I'm you know I, I'm absolutely terrified. Uh, it's you know existential dread. Um, I don't know if that's yep. how you feel leaving up to these games, but it's it's really horrifying. Every year, it doesn't
0: matter how good Ohio State is or how bad Michigan is. Every year, I am like I just wake up thinking about it, go to bed thinking about it. I like neglect my personal relationships and loved ones. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it, it is like I'll be <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing a Thanksgiving. I'm not going home for New for Thanksgiving. I'm staying in New York, so. I'm sure I'll be like in the corner with the boys talking about the game all week. It's all I can think about. It's, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm going to a movie and I'm going to see Napoleon on Friday, just trying to get out of my head for a little bit, uh, so I can think about something besides football. And then I'll be posting about like Napoleon during the game and some Michigan fan turn of events. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I can't wait, man. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm horrified, but also like, it's going to be. It's going to be clarity one way or another, right? It's the waiting that kills you. It's going to be clarity mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to yell at you online the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to unlock your account so I can... We can have a fair fight. If if the, if they lose, yeah. If they lose, absolutely, I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 unlock. Yeah.
1: I feel bad when I quote sweet you. It's 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 you you do have you. I I'll be you have license always to screenshot me. You know that you. It's I'm not. Yeah. I I I'll, I'll never get mad at you for that. That's totally.
0: But on, I uh, also think I've like I've just been inundated in posting culture since I was like I've been on message boards of various kinds. since I was like ten years old. Like I just don't think any kind of abuse gets to me. <laughs> like there's no like crazy Michigan fan you can stick on me I'd be like, oh yeah, that hurt my feelings, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in the trenches. I'm here for war. Like it is I think I'm that Kevin I, Durant tweet there, there ain't no relaxable on Twitter.
1: I, I think honestly I'm I'm more uh, protected. I've talked about this before, but like, it's more just about Michigan fans. It's not even like the abuse. It's just like annoying, like people in my mentions that I I don't. Yeah. I'd rather just like not deal with. I have enough followers that like I have enough annoying followers that I get enough annoying
0: replies anyway. So yeah, you and me both. The, the weird kind of guy uh, that that has cropped up for me in the last like couple years is guy who doesn't follow me but somehow has my like notifications on and replies. That's or awesome. With every tweet. Yeah. What's that? Uh, if they're not even the Michigan fans, they're Ohio State fans um weird kind of guy to be i don't really get it um <laughs> that is a <laughs> so funny because i could see that as a michigan fan where it's like
1: oh, i don't want to follow this guy but like i'm gonna get mad i'm gonna go get mad at him you know what i mean um yeah but like i i don't understand really like uh yeah like it, being an ohio state fan is funny doing that
0: yeah uh someone posted me this week on uh on the fort uh on the wolverine where uh they they oh, yeah, shared saw one of my that. tweets and said, "Yeah, this guy's been extremely annoying about this, but he's been right at every step." I'm like, "That's me, baby." <laughs> dude, I also got a. You sent me a
1: shout
0: out. <laughs> so good, on the,
1: on the, dude. Oh my god! If, if if this is this, I I'll, I'll share this on Twitter if anyone uh, asks about it after listening to the podcast. But basically, what happened? Um, someone someone shouted me out on the Buckeye two four seven board as like. He's like, oh, this guy is, like, a really funny, like, Buckeye troll on the Michigan's board. Like, he's doing, like, a really good – because, like, I literally just was like, no, I think – I'd, like, respond to... – you know, people are being like, oh, is it really an NCAA violation? I'm like, yes, it is. Like, it's clearly is an NCAA violation. The NCAA is investigating it as a violation. And, like, just, just the most anodyne – the most anodyne table stakes, blah, blah, blah. The most, like, com- completely, like, you know, boilerplate shit. I was just like, I just, you know, not being a total, total homer on the Michigan board. And some Ohio State fan was like, this guy's awesome. You gotta go follow
0: follow him. Yeah, they sent me like... He's doing such a deep cover troll. Like he's posting like reasonable, clear-headed takes the whole time. Like in a way that you can't tell he's an Ohio State fan, but he clearly yeah. isn't a Michigan. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. it was so.
1: And dude, that guy DM'd me and he's like, he's like, dude, like I love your work. It's so funny where you're. I'm like, no, no, I'm a Michigan fan. Like I, I promise. And he's like, He's uh, like, he's like, yeah, dude, for sure. Like that's that's. It's like you're really deep cover right now. I'm like, no, I'm just a guy. I'm just a Michigan. Fan. That's like. I hope he hears oh. this somehow. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I that would that would really make my day. He seems like a nice guy. It was such a nice message to receive. But... <laughs>
0: yeah, Ohio <well, I've laughs> really State's one fans most... are nice people. Everyone's always saying that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I'm sure once he finds out I'm an actual Michigan fan, he's gonna like, you know, try to dox me.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, that's, but that's anyway, one, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Love it. All right, well, Dan, podcast. Thank you as always for doing this. This was fun. Um, I'm sure we'll be at each other's throats on Saturday, but until then, thanks for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, absolutely. Uh thanks for coming on. Everyone who's still listening, subscribe to me at midfield, come join the boards. You know the codes by now, they'll be in the description. Uh follow Dan. Dan is at Thick Stauskas on Twitter. Um happy one G underscore Ryan if you're a Michigan fan and want to see someone who's annoying but right. Uh man. or want to hate follow me for Saturday. Um, yeah, come party. We'll see you uh we'll see you throughout the week. Go blue. Go box. (laughs) All right, man. That was good stuff.